0: You are now listening to the Gun Dog Notebook podcast hosted by Darrell Smith. This is Darrell Smith, and guess what? It is the eve of my birthday, February twentieth, nineteen ninety. So that's cool. My birthday is great. You know, we off to a good start. Um, But what's most important is the fact that I'm picking up Little Vegas in the morning. I will be on the road to Pine Hill Kennels to pick up Little Vegas. Uh, and so this is going to be a good, you know, interesting little ride. It's going to be an interesting little ride. So, um, look forward to some posting about that on social media coming tomorrow. Um, of course, this being a new episode with Eric Munden of Blind Country Supply, I do want to go ahead and open up with a couple of notes before we get started. First and foremost, I want to thank my sponsors and kind of go down the list of happenings with them. Um, If you are going to be at Pheasant Fest this weekend, February 23rd, um, and, you know, dates around then, you probably, like, really likely should go by uh, Dakota 283 Kennels, get to know Greg Cronkite, shake his hand, and all the other uh, Dakota 283 Kennel guys that are going to be in the area, Also, just an update, um, with the new G3 series, uh, frame door kennel, it's two new colors for you guys. You should see them at Pheasant Fest. It's going to be pink and blue. Add a little fun to the, uh, to the situation. Okay. Um, so those of you guys that are looking for new kennels, go there tell them you listened to the podcast, you know, introduce yourself and, If you are ordering online, which I hope you do, use my promo code, guys. It will get you 50% off of a uh, Dine and Dash product, any one of them. Just pick one, it'll give you 50% off. My promo code, when you get to the checkout, guys, just enter capital TGDN50DD. That should get you good and through March. February and March is when that promo code will work. So make sure that you guys at Pheasant Fest or, you know, if you're in the area, go check out Pheasant Fest if you weren't planning on it. Anything like that. If you're in the area of Pheasant Fest, go to the Dakota 283 Kennels booth. They're booths 501 and uh, 503. Go check them out. Also, um, I also wanted to talk about Lion Country Supply, but guess what? They're gonna be on the podcast. We're gonna talk some on the podcast today. So just a simple thank you um, to Eric Munden, who's on here now, and just to Line Company, the comp- the comp- Lion Country Supply, the company as a whole. I'm talking too fast. Um, the Pride Dog Food, guys, I can't wait to get this little puppy on this puppy formula. I really can't wait to. Um, it will be it's it's going to be what we're going to be rocking rocking and rolling with for a while. So just stay tuned for that puppy uh, updates. I also want to kind of see how it, you know, works with weight and things like that. So we're going to be experimenting seeing how much, you know, the puppy needs as it gets older and it's always interesting dog for it's not like a formula to dog food. So you kind of got to figure out what works for him. I mean, there's always the recommended dosage, but yeah, I've seen instances where sometimes you got to deviate and figure it out. So that's one reason why I like the pride. It's not like it, it doesn't really add a lot of weight to my dog. It's kept Ruger lean up to this point and extended his endurance um, and stamina. Now with this pointer, I need that motor to be running. So I'm banking on the pride, making sure that happens putting gas in the tank that's the way I call it um outside of that guys if you're going to Pheasant Fest check out the Project Upland booth uh you know check out any of the folks that that I work with or sponsor you know just be on the lookout let me know how it goes remember as far as Project Upland I have a giveaway I have a giveaway going on right now check social media um you know, for the updates I posted in my stories, I will put it in my feed. But also, I want to tell you guys on here, send me, guys, the first person. I'm going to just go down the list. The first person that just sends me. Matter of fact, I'll even say the first three people that send me your Upland Hunting stories. Send me, like, a paragraph on, you know, on what happened. Give me the backstory. I like to read, guys. Um, and also, tag Project Upland. Tag uh, the Gundog Notebook. And also, tag Dakota 283 Kennels. Tag them, too. We're all working together. So, make this a thing. Like, I, I got three project upland magazine issue zeros to give out i got three of them i'm gonna send it to you as soon as you send me and i and and send me the photo of your dog uh you your buddy your wife i don't care Uh, first up second up third up i got three for you so i want you guys to also when you get them and, and and even if i'm not sending it to you guys please go subscribe to the project upland magazine they have very 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 close ties to cubby Rise, Matt Soberg, AJ DeRosa. I mean it's it's like everything you want in the millennial or the contemporary upland bird hunting world It's like everything you want in one magazine So what are you doing man? what are you you just licking your hand? Is that what you're doing? You like Project Outland Magazine too, don't you? I know you do. So check out that magazine. Um, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Gun Dog Notebook podcast on Anchor now, guys. Subscribe on Anchor. Support the podcast. Donate a little, you know, a little bit of your extra cash if you got some. It helps me, helps the podcast, and you know it, it starts to help me get on the road. I'm getting closer to that personal goal of mine. I want to get on the road with a gun Dog notebook. I can't make it to Pheasant Fest this year, but I will be there next year. So, anywho, I think I've held enough of y'all's time. Uh, remember the giveaway. Send me your stories. Um, and just stay tuned. Eric Munden is coming up. Uh, this one, you... After this podcast, you should be able to see why I'm excited to be sponsored by Lion Country Supply. Anyway, here's the episode. Okay, welcome, 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 welcome back, guys, to the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. Alright, this is another special surprise. I feel like every week has been a special surprise, but this one is a new one. Um, recently I announced that we are being sponsored by Lion Country Supply. And I have the honor and privilege of having the gentleman on that even extended the offer to me, Mr. Eric Munden. Eric, how are you, man? I'm very good. How are you? I am just fine. Um, First and foremost, it's also another honor, Eric, because you're a pointer guy. You got some sense about you. You got some sense about you, man. So let's let's go ahead and open it up, um, pop the top on this podcast. How did you even get into upland bird hunting? What start from the beginning? What's the backstory?
1: Um, so you know, even uh, from you know earliest memories as a child and reading, I read. Uh, the there's Jim Kel- Kelgard. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote the books Big Red and Irish Red. And so as a, as a child, I was reading books about, about hunting dogs and it always intrigued me. And, uh, you know, I was always really interested in working dogs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't, we didn't have any hunting dogs growing up. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a hunting family, but we didn't, we didn't bird hunt. We didn't have, uh, you know, we didn't have dogs that we hunted with. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it actually wasn't until I went to college, Mm -hmm. uh, while there I had the the fortune of, I, I met, uh, his name's Mark Hughes. Okay. And and uh, his dad is actually a, a he's a Hall of Fame. He's in the Bird Dog Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He trains uh, English pointers and centers mm-hmm. and does cover dog trials and walking shooting dog trials. And so, uh, you know, being able to meet him uh, and I, you know, I'm very close friends with with them and their family. Um, that's basically I, you know, most, all of my experiences with. You know, with and around bird dogs have all come about be- because of them.
0: Okay, wow. So get this: I um, definitely spoke to quite a few people um, in the uh, in the gun dog world, and the Hughes family name comes up often. <laughs> so what is yes. what is what is that relationship with like like that's got to be the coolest thing in the world. It's almost like knowing a celebrity. I guess it is it, knowing a celebrity.
1: <laughs> it, it is, yeah. It's, um, I guess, just because of how I met them. Because I, uh, you know, going into it, all I knew is that you know I met Mark and he asked me to go bird hunting with the one with him the one time, and I I knew nothing about you know at, at that point I didn't know anything about the the world of bird dogs or anything. He was just he was a friend of mine and I knew his dad trained dogs and, uh, you know, just went hunting with them. And through time, my, my wife and I have been real, real close friends with, with them and their family and everything. So, uh, I guess it, I've never, uh, you know, I guess looked on as a celebrity just cause I, I met them and, you know, started learning from them before I, you know, I, w- I was ignorant to the fact of, you know, how, how long he'd been doing it and, and, you know, the level of wins that he had and everything like that
0: nice nice that's so wild like you just kind of hanging out you're like oh wow (laughs) i'm hanging out with a giant (laughs) well that is that is really really cool man so you like me didn't grow up hunting and and things like that so i guess what were some of the 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 in addition to the book what were some of your early influences outside of the hughes family um you know do you have any like really early memories or anything like that it, as far as when you got your first bird dog
1: um the i guess as far as Honey, because she's uh she'll be turning two here this year mm-hmm. um as far as my first bird hunting dog um but i guess earliest memories with it is i had a uh, you know, I was going back and forth. I couldn't decide what breed of dog I wanted to get. I, I started working at Lion Country before before I had a uh-huh. hunting dog, and so it's a it's a difficult place to work and listen to folks. Uh, <laughs> I started there answering the phones, and you know, so f- people would call in and they're asking about products, and so I'm you know, and folks are telling me you know I'm getting to hear hunting stories, and and I don't have a dog, and so yeah. uh, it, it's you know it's hard listening to people have all these great stories and then you're not able to, to go experience it yourself. So, right. Uh, took me quite a while to, to, uh, you know, I guess decide where, you know, what I wanted to go with
0: and, uh, you know what I wanted to do. Mm. hmm Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, so my thing, I, I have a very similar story as far as making the decision. So I decided to get a Labrador, um, I guess, in a way, it was kind of like a fail-safe. Like, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) I was like, uh, I want a dog that kind of works. Um, I want something that is well-known to, you know, find and retrieve game. And I stumbled upon a Labrador. And now, I think I'm trying to get up on your level, man. I'll be picking up a pointer uh, next Wednesday so <laughs> oh, that's awesome
1: that, that's super exciting
0: yeah man and, and I uh I'm about to be uh, no sleep gang in, in a second so
1: yeah
0: <laughs> oh, oh <my> yeah <laughs> gosh yeah it's it's definitely coming you know about to come full circle and then I was smart enough to put in that deposit on that puppy before my wife got pregnant so that'll be the last dog I get for a minute
1: right right <laughs>
0: congratulations well i i appreciate it man i really appreciate it and um you know we're both excited so just in regards to getting a pointer and and maybe you can even teach me a couple of uh a couple of things on it what what do i need to watch out for with this little pointer puppy <laughs> what is, what happened with yours um
1: so uh I guess I you know just sort of the the general puppy experiences are what I had. Uh-huh. Um I, I will say you know the the other dog that I have the, our other house dog, she's a uh we we got her to rescue. We lived out of state and mm-hmm. um we got her from a rescue and she's a uh she's a retriever boxer mix. Okay. And so uh I've done things, you know, I've done some training with her. It, it's it's pretty amazing what she'll do in a bird field she she flushes birds like like it's her job so uh you know i i got her and she was already a year old so i hadn't experienced the the whole brand new puppy in the house thing yeah um and it uh you know the only thing that surprised me is just how messy they could be (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah you know we we uh i i crate trained the dog and uh it she got a bath about every day uh-huh. because every time I came home or I'd leave for a little while, somehow she was yellow. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> it uh, so that was a little bit of a trying, a trying experience for a little while there. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, as far as, as far as being a puppy, I, I, you know, I've been really, really lucky with her. She didn't, you know, there, there's, you know, I hear horror stories of dogs getting into things, just tearing stuff up. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I actually didn't experience that with that. Uh, I I had a, the dogs that, at the, the Hughes Kennel, some of the pointers that they have over there, you know, you'd swear that those dogs haven't eaten in five years when you put food down for them the way they suck it down. So oh, I, God, she yeah. came home. I, I had an eat slow bowl because I didn't want to eat too fast and possibly getting bloat. And, mm-hmm. um, she um She's actually one of the pickiest eat dogs I've ever had. Really? <laughs> yeah. She. We went a while there where she just, uh, uh, she would just. She'd refuse to eat. You'd sit down and she'd look at you and go to sleep. And uh, you know she she'd eat in her own time, but she she wasn't a she wasn't a vacuum cleaner with it. It was uh, just I guess unique in that way. Yeah. Um, so I guess it kind of taught me that just because. Uh, you know, just because the great majority of, of dogs are a certain way, doesn't mean that you're going to get one that that you know has that you know idiosyncrasy that that the rest of them seem to have.
0: Right, right. Well, I look. I need one. Uh, I hope this new one comes in just like you, because this lab, man, you talk about a vacuum cleaner. I, oh yeah. Oh my <laughs> God! And I, and and you can't put enough food down. You definitely right. can't put enough. I'm like, dude, I thought you were full, and so and I started feeling bad when he was a pup. I was like, dang, am I underfeeding him or something? Right. There, there's
1: somehow there's always room. It doesn't matter how full they are. Oh
0: my gosh, <laughs> yes. And 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 I might end up having a yellow dog now that you say it, because these pointers are white, and I guess I'm gonna have two yellow dogs then. Because man, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, I'm, that's definitely good to know. I mean, what I, what I'm also excited to hear is, you know, you are raising that puppy in the house, um, and so often do we hear like point English pointers or pointers, if you want to call them that. Um, they're like, oh, they're not good house dogs, and oh, they're kennel dogs, and I just don't believe that. <laughs> right,
1: I've. You know, I heard the same thing also, they're gonna be they're gonna be maniacs in the house, there's no off switch and I I don't I haven't had that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it they she definitely knows when it's time to work. I mean, you know, she there she's a puppy, so you know, I mean there's there's times that, that they rumpus and she wants to run around and stuff, but it's not um you know, if I, I, I the one command I taught her that, you know, I didn't teach her to sit, but I did I did teach her to lay down. Right, and you know if I if I tell her to lay down, she goes over, goes to her bed, lays down, and that's it. You right. know the whatever whatever nonsense is going on uh, has ended. But I've um, you know I have an experience you know I haven't had that experience where they're crazy in the house. And actually, there's uh, one of the dogs that's over at the Hughes kennel. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: When he's uh, when he's there, he like can't leave the food bowl in with him because he plays with the food bowl, throws it all around. He's just he's kind of you know i mean he, he's wild there. yeah um but and i was talking to him and i talked to the, the gentleman who owned him and he said that he is one of the best house dogs he ever had he's ever had
0: really <laughs>
1: um you know and it, i and that that's what he's saying and he you know like you know you pull the ball out he, you know he's just he's he's super cool dog but just a lot of energy he said in the house he completely different he's he's relaxed he wants to just you know he wants to cuddle on the couch with you just you know super chill
0: wow okay okay so so
1: yeah i i haven't you know i haven't had that experience where they're you know just a a monster in the house (laughs)
0: right right no i get it man and like i said i'm just excited to hear that because lord i have heard the horror stories and i'm big on it's about the way you raise the dog um I definitely yes. think a lot of that has to do with, okay, what is the standard that you are, you know, keeping in the house? I mean, hell, I, I think a Chihuahua can be a crazy dog in the house if you let it. Yes. So. Yes,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there's dogs, if they were, um, you know, if they were raised at a kennel or something like that where they haven't been house trained or they're not used to it, I would imagine that, you know, until you Get them up to the you know up to speed on what the the rules of being in the house are. I could see them, uh, you know, being fairly fairly wild inside. But that's just you know that's just not knowing it. That'd be that could be any dog, whether mm-hmm. it, you know any breed.
0: Right, right, right. Well, like I said, oh, that's so good to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's um, you know, I just kind of want to move forward and and talk a bit about Lion Country Supply. So. You started answering phones for them, like, you know, and and you obviously don't live too far from them. Like, what was that experience like getting started and things like that? Because you've worked your way up through also.
1: Yes. Yeah. My, my wife and I had, uh, we just moved back into Pennsylvania and we, we met at, at Penn state. And so we're, you know, she found a job in, in, you know, in state college, the town that's there. And so I was trying to find something local, and uh, you know it's it's another thing that I have to have to give the you know Dave Hughes credit for because he he knew he knew John uh, the owner of Lion Country, mm-hmm. and we were talking. Then we moved back, and I was saying I was trying to find a job, um, and he he put in a, he, he told John that I was looking for a job, um, and he didn't you know by no means did he, he get me the job or anything, but he he told. John, the owner, that I was looking for something, mm-hmm. um, and and so John agreed to meet with me, and I talked with him, and uh, I, I started answering phones, which um, I will say was a little different. I, I, I went to school for accounting, and I was oh, working wow. as an accountant uh, when we were in Minnesota. So so coming back and, and you know going from you know doing journal entries and, and working as an accountant it was quite a bit of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I enjoyed it. it you know, I, I loved going there and talking to folks, um, and just you know, hearing about people's experiences and, and helping people. I, I would tell folks whenever you know, I, I still help answer the phones now. Uh, I tell folks that I, I'm I'm the worst salesman in the world because if there's a, if there's a product that's going to work better for them and it's less expensive, Mm -hmm. I'm going to sell them the one that works better because I don't want them to, you know, get this and, you know, have it not work well for them. So I, am you know, I was always about, you know, whatever, whatever's going to work the best for you is what's more important. Right. um, Right. With folks. And so, uh, so yeah, just, just through time, I, I, I worked my way up, uh, right now I'm the, I do all the purchasing for them right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're, uh, we're, you know, they're, we're not a, a huge company, uh, you know staff wise and everything, so uh, there's you know everybody wears multiple hats. Um, you know I'm, I'm still you know I might come off a of place in an order and I'll answer the phones or, or talk through some you know talk through somebody with something or someone has a question relating to point dogs and you know, the only people that are available have other dogs I'll, I'll try and help them out and give some insight into that so right um, yeah it's been it's been super exciting though.
0: Well, that is, I mean, that's really, really, really cool. So, you know, and I also think that was, so I was reading through the uh, the line Country Supply, like, history on the About page, right? And I, and I, I do a lot of reading on anybody that I, I decide to get involved with. I just think it's very smart to do so. Um, and that was one thing that I noticed that you pointed out, like, the customer service is a very, very, very big thing, and I've worked in sales before. Um, and sometimes it's the best salesman is not a salesman at all. You right. know, I mean, seriously, like sometimes it's it's like, all right, well, let's work through the, you know, let's work through these things, and uh, it, you know, let's find out what works for you. Um, the line country supply guarantee on all products from what I understand is look, if it works great. And if it's not work working within 30 days, like there is no question, but to be able to have that type of, uh, motto, I guess, or that type of stance that really speaks to the authenticity of the products, even the products that you, you, you're sending me, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that they were line country supply stamped, you know, just for the sake of the quality of the product, man. So I guess what are some of the you know, can you speak to any any, you know, positive customer experiences that you can you know, that you can think of?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, with that uh which what you're saying within the thirty days with it with it working, it's not just if it's uh, you know, actually works as if it, if it works for you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's, it's more than, you know, I mean, if obviously if it breaks within 30 days, but it's more than if it, uh, it's that it, you know, if it does what it is you're wanting to do, I know that, you know, there's times that folks, folks are getting something and, you know, it's tough when you're buying something over the internet or calling in over the phone. Um, especially if it's a product that you haven't seen before. Uh, or you're, you know, all you know about is what you're, what you're reading about it or, or talking to people. If you haven't used it, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to know how it's going to, how it's going to work for you. Right. Um, and so, you know, I know folks like that to where, um, you know, there, there's some folks that they'll buy, uh, you know, they, they might buy two things and then they'll say, you know, whichever one works, works. And if it doesn't, I'll send the other one back. Right. Um, uh, but you know, it's just, it's, it's to try and provide, uh, you know, it, it Gives folks some peace of mind that if mm-hmm. it doesn't, if it doesn't work, it doesn't. And I always tell folks that when they, uh, whenever they get that, um, you know, use it, use it as much as possible. I mean, you know, don't, you know, if, if you can take it out every day and use whatever it is that you got, use it every day for thirty days. And at the end of that thirty days, if it, you know, if it truly doesn't work for you, right.
0: um,
1: you know, just let us know. But you know, just, you know, I mean, use the use the snot out of it and make sure that it's, you know you know, that, that you're, that you're sure. Um, cause if you're not, uh, you know, then, you know, absolutely. You know, we can send, we can get it back and, you know, get something else that'll, that'll work for
0: them. Right. 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 And that's, that's an honest thing, man. Like it's already trying enough that we got these dogs <laughs> and they Brush. will drive you up the wall. Last thing I want to do. And I've made this mistake, um, with, with quite a few of, of the supplies that I bought, just, Not from Lion Country Supply, but just in the past, I mean, going to, you know, different manufacturers and things like that, and it's just not working. Or, like, honestly, I have a check cord um, that is, I can think of right now, it's a long orange one, and it's it's so thin, I think as a puppy, my dog almost broke it. it, and that sounds wild to say, but it was just made of terrible material you know right. um and it's things like that that's important man i mean if i'm gonna spend the money on any anybody's company any brand i need to know that it's going to hold up and um like you you definitely are sending me a um like the older or the check cord for my dog when he gets older and mm-hmm. i really appreciate that because i was thinking about it, and i guess i hadn't I really hadn't thought about it because I'm I'm in puppy world right now. Um Right. I, I I am and I looked at that check cord and I was like, oh yeah, I guess I am gonna kinda need that later on. Um it does it's it it doesn't tangle, it's things like that. And down here in Georgia, you're gonna run your dog through briars, thickets, thorns, all kinds of stuff like that. I don't need anything that is going to malfunction. I just don't. Right, Um, You know, so that was just a really honest thing um, and something I really appreciate from you. But like I said, it just speaks to the customer service, man. Um, You guys are represented in a lot of different areas as far as the bird dog, gun dog, um, you know, area. I mean, y'all are y'all are covering what coon dogs, bird dogs. I mean, y'all are covering the whole gamut. Correct me if I'm wrong
1: right no no we are i mean if and if we're not we're we're certainly trying to be if we're not you know we we try to um you know we we try to appeal to, uh, to anyone that has a, uh you know that has a, a, a hunting working dog we're not not so much like canine dogs and mm-hmm. um, you know police dogs and things like that we're not not so much into there but if if someone's using their dog for for hunting of pretty much any kind we we try to we, you know we try our best to cater them and uh, hopefully to, to have folks that work there that, that also do the same things that can can speak to those experiences and uh, you know folks are trying to decide decide on what they're on what they're looking to get um, you know talking to somebody that runs a similar dog or, or hunts you know similar uh, animals
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you know they, they can speak to you know what works best for them
0: right 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 well I I I'm definitely a big advocate for it. I've shopped with you guys uh, a number of times in the past. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like a kid in a candy store, especially when you reached out. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you,
1: go
0: ahead. Oh,
1: I was just going to say, it, it, it's kind of like that work in there, especially having a dog. You, you get paid, and it's almost like, all right, well, they might as well just take it all back because I, I need everything. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: right. <laughs> oh, look, trust me. When, when I told my wife, I was like, hey, so um, we're about to uh, have some representation from Lion Country Supply and um, expect to not see this paycheck. And of course, I almost got my head knocked off. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yep. So that's cool. Well, just. You know, going further into Lion Country Supply, and then I, I kind of want to talk a bit more about your um, your adventures and travels and things. Lion Country Supply has been around for forty four plus years, a little bit over forty four, correct? Yes, sir. So, what do you think is is I guess one of the most distinguishing factors, um, especially as a company that says it's the world's premier hunting dog supplier? You know, can you really speak to that?
1: Um, I I can try. It's uh, you know, it's it's a good question, and uh, it, it's hard to I guess it's hard to sum up quickly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, we got time, so.
1: But uh, you know, I, I guess essentially, to try and you know to try and reach that goal is it, it's all about trying to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, you know. Trying to provide the you know the best customer service we can, the best product selection we can, the best you know prices that we can do it, the best you know the best knowledgeable folks who work there,
0: mm-hmm. or, you know
1: ha- the most knowledge that we can um, is really the way we try to do that, and just having things be be consistent for folks to where you know they know that you know Lion Country is Lion Country, they you know there, there's no. Uh, you know if there are surprises they're, they're good surprises, you know right. there, there's no negative surprises along the way. you know relating to, to any of that stuff um, and we try, you know we honestly do we try really, really hard at that. I'll you know I can say that uh, you know you can't please everybody right um, Of course. but uh, you know when there's you know if I, if I read a negative review about us or you know anything or if I you know a customer calls in and they talk about a bad experience, Um, I try as as hard as I can to find out, you know, what happened, what we could have done better, uh, you know, just any changes that we can make to prevent somebody else from having that same negative experience, uh, you know, with us, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I feel especially, uh, you know, within, I don't know if it's related to dogs or, or anything like that, but, um, you know, word of mouth and personal experience goes a long way. Right. Um, And so, uh, you know, we just, we we try really, really hard just to to keep everyone as happy, as happy as possible. Um, You know, if if you worked in customer, you know, customer service or sales before there's, um, you know, there's bound to be some people that, you know, just are are more difficult to please than others. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Um, um, But, you know, we just, you know, we, we honestly try our hardest to, you know, just, you know, help everyone out as much as possible, um, you know, just to, to keep folks coming back.
0: Right, right. Well, that is, you know, definitely something that um, I think it's important for listeners to know. Um, and I just, I'm asking these questions because I really want to cover the, the majority or as much as I can within, you know, say an hour about the company. And I, I just really think it's important to know what companies out there um, in the bird dog world, or in the, the the hunting dog industry at all, what companies are really about what they say they're about, um, you know, and even leading into that, I like Lion Country Supply so much because of its foundation. So, um, John, the founder. He started a company very much so like I, am. he was a teacher beforehand. <laughs> I was, he was. I, I was surprised <laughs> to read that. And um he kind of got out of it and and moved into uh into uh shoot what was it called? What was it called? What was it called? It was uh Lion Country Fur
1: the Lion Country Fur Post.
0: Yes, Lion Country Fur Post. That's what it was. So he was running English setters he was a houndsman. I mean, and, and I want you to talk a bit about John if you can, too. But that, again, speaks to who the company is and, and its foundation. I mean, this is a guy if you're running hounds, you know dogs. <laughs> yes, you, you definitely know dogs. So what what's going on with John? How, how, how is he, uh, you know, feeling about everything going or, or just talk a bit about him?
1: So, uh, you know, I, I'll say that uh, he, he's one of the most passionate people that mm-hmm. I know, uh, you know, about this industry, um, you know, about the industry and, and his, his company, too. He's, yeah. he's extremely passionate. I mean, he he started it from scratch, mm-hmm. uh, you know, buying furs and he would, you know, he'd grouse hunt during the day and, and you know, go coon hunting at night. Um, but, but then he, he got into selling dog food and... Um, you know, for for a while there, that's it was a. a, a in the, there's a small town in, in Pennsylvania where we're located called Port Matilda. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't quite understand the port because there's there's no oceans or seas <laughs> nearby where, where things <laughs> are getting delivered. I always I always thought that was crazy because I'm I'm not originally from there, and I the, the name always always got a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, he started selling dog food. Um, you know, he was just you know driving, driving a truck, delivering dog food. I know, you know, he delivered it almost up to the New York border as far away as he was delivering dog food when he was doing that. Um, you know, and he, he bought, you know, he'd buy furs and he also bought deer hides and he'd, he'd ship those out. And, um, you know, he, he was able to build a company, uh, you know, starting it that way into a, an internationally known business. Um, and so it's just, uh, I don't know, it, it speaks volumes about mm-hmm. what, uh, you know, when you, when you truly pour, you know, all of your energy and, and passion into something, what's what's possible.
0: Right. Well, and first of all, let's backtrack. He was grouse hunting during the day and coon hunting at night. When did he sleep?
1: I, I'm not really sure,
0: to be <laughs> honest. I <laughs> he the, the man has a lot of energy he... <laughs> dude I mean I thought I did because i'm I'm coming home thinking I'm doing a whole lot you know trying to trying to hunt as much as I can on on the the occasional weekday when I can slip off and then on the weekend I'm hitting it hard and working eight hours a day and then trying to run a podcast yeah I thought I was Superman but no um John clearly just made me look like a uh, child's play right. <laughs> 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 that is wild. And and he was training his own dogs. Um, all of them. I, I guess that is the extra motivation for me to, you know, really push forward what I'm trying to do, man. Like, you just see these people and you read about these people that I mean they are busting tail. They are really busting tail to make something good. And what I also really, like I said, appreciate about the business, it's a very family-oriented business. It's a, it's a, it's not some huge crazy corporation. No, it, the people that are there, you can, they're they're reachable. You know, mm-hmm. um, one thing I, I quite frankly hate is getting a robot call. Right, I, <laughs> I just don't. And Line Country Supply, I mean. When you see pictures of the building, and I'm all the way down here in Georgia, it looks like, okay, these people are just as human as I am, these people know dogs, and I'm, I'm proud to say that all of the um, the companies that I'm um, working with are very much, very much so the same, like they're human, they're human, yes. and that's a big part about it, and they know dogs.
1: Right, right. I- I think that's the biggest thing is it's hard to, you know, if if you call in and you're having an issue with your dog or, you know, you're, you're, you know, if you're running an e-caller or some piece of equipment's doing something, something odd out in the field, it's, it's, it's very difficult to, you know, speak knowledge, knowledgeably about it.
0: Mm -hmm. if You
1: know, you don't use the same stuff or or, or run dogs or anything like that.
0: Right, right, right. Well, and like I said and, and you guys have enough of a, a variety of doing it um, dang man I'm going to play this podcast to my wife and tell her we need to get a hound because I, I we 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 had a, a kind of a faulty one <laughs> if I could have sent oh. that dog back to Lion <laughs> Country Supply I would have <laughs> <laughs> I needed a 30 day guarantee on that dog because that dog didn't have not a liquor drive in him but you know right. we <laughs> We tried, man, but it just did not work. Well, that's... I mean, that's really dope, man. That's really, really, really cool. So, now, I'm about to get back to you. Back to you, back to you, back to you. You are, again, a man after my own heart. You like to chase squirrels. Am I correct? I
1: do, yes.
0: (laughs) I am a squirrel hunter, man. I been... Now, if I... I can't say that I've been uh bird dog you know doing the bird dog thing my entire life but i definitely remember running around in the woods and in the backyard and stuff like that with my granddad chasing squirrels and we didn't have dogs we were just shooting them out of the tree and stuff like that you know calling them in and things like that i mess around and, sh- and scrolling through your pictures and stuff and i see a whole string of squirrel tails <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> so what what is what i guess is is that something you're doing fairly regularly like do you hunt squirrels as much you hunt birds
1: um not probably not as much as i not as much as i uh you know run run the bird dog Mm -hmm. um you know i I started i started squirrel hunting you know as soon as i could you know as soon as i was old enough to hunt Mm -hmm. um that that was the first thing i hunted with my dad and then i went with my grandpa and uh you know we we'd go squirrel hunting and uh Honestly, uh, you know, some of the reason now is my, my wife is, she is way more passionate about squirrel hunting than I am. Really? It's, actually, it's one of her favorites. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, part of the reason for going squirrel hunting is just, it's, it's something that we can do together. Um, okay. you know, she, I, I'm, I do it a lot of trials and, um, you know, as she puts it, watching a dog's butt run through the woods, <laughs> isn't is her favorite thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she, she loves squirrel hunting. And so that's, um, no, I guess, you know, I don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy it a lot also, but it's, uh, something that we're able to do together, together out outside. Um, so that's, I guess some of the driving force behind that there.
0: Wow. That's cool. So, okay. So now you definitely gave me a detail. I did not know. So who's, who's the better shot who misses more squirrels? Uh,
1: it, it I miss more <laughs> <laughs> I, I You know, I'll, I'll be honest. My, my wife, I, she is a, a better hunter than I am, and she's a better fisherman, fisherwoman, however you want to put it. She, she's better than me at all that. Wow. <laughs> I'm not okay. to admit that.
0: Okay, okay, okay. And look, you, you're a smart husband because I would have said the same thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So, and and speaking about fishing, you you're into fly fishing and stuff, and I kind of want to get into that. But how are how does how does using squirrel I guess tails for flies like I'm not I'm not into fly fishing, but I've always been intrigued by it. How does that work as far as using the squirrel tails? Um, it
1: there's there's a couple different patterns that that have squirrel tails in it, um, and you can. You know, but you, you can purchase them at a at a flash shop or you know places like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just figure since since I'm hunting them anyway, um, you know, might as well might as well you know salt them down and you know keep them and then you know just just use the hair for that rather than rather than purchasing them somewhere. You know, right. kind of I don't know. I just it there's some things. I uh, you know, I think it's I think it's cool that, you know, it's kind of full circle that I'm full of this fish with this fly that I tied that has hair on it from the squirrel that I got. And, you know, it just, I don't know, just kind of all builds, builds upon itself.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So, I mean, because I, I, I'm good for salting down a squirrel hide, but what I'm using them for is this tracking. Like, I'll, you know, I'll drag it through the woods and, I use my labrador probably as a as a full full circle retriever. I mean not just for birds but I'm the type of person I don't like to go out without my dog. Um mm-hmm. but we're not running squirrels like coon like you know coon dogs or anything like that. Like he'll walk a heel with me, you know, shoot a squirrel and and, and it falls um and so I've had to spend a lot of time again, same thing, reusing the hides and things like that, just to get him to kind of get reacquainted. So the fact that you can recycle that that resource really, um, and put it back into into something else that you really enjoy, man, that's what it's about. Seriously, yes. I mean, that's you respecting the game. Um, and just not letting it go go to waste. Now I I can make a mean squirrel stew, man. But <laughs> oh yeah, yep, yeah. I, I don't I don't mind eating them either. Hey, look. <laughs> I make a mean one, but I like to use it. You know, I just like to use all parts of what it is that I'm doing. So how long have you how how long have the has the both of you guys been fly fishing together? But how long have you been into it as well? Uh fly fishing.
1: Probably, oh geez, <laughs> D- dates are hard for some reason. Yeah, hey, look, I get it. <laughs> it's probably been been about ten years now. Okay. Uh, I actually got into it um, when when I was at Penn State. I had to take a gym class, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the options that I had was fly fishing. Okay. So uh, that that's that's kind of how I I got into it. It was, you know, again, something, uh, you know, I I didn't grow up with it or anything like that and had the, I thought it was, you know, just a a super cool thing to do. I, I, I fished, you know, I fished since I was little, but I never fly fished and I I wanted to learn how to do it. And so, uh, that, that's how I got into that. I, I had to take a gym class and I figured if I, if I had to do something, Uh, You know, gym related in college. Mm -hmm. I, I you know, might as well go fishing for it. You can't, can't beat that.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. It, it beats running miles and circles and stuff like that. Like I wish in college that, you know, a fly fishing course was offered to me because it wasn't. Um, And I'm, I'm just noticing fly fishing is a big is, is. It seems to be more prevalent up, up by you. I'm sure there's a lot of fly fishermen down here in Georgia too. I'm I'm not about to make that assumption. Um but I don't know, it just the 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 Pennsylvania landscape, it it seems almost magical in a way, like I've never been there before. Um it just seems really rich with a lot of different options for hunting and fishing and things.
1: It 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 is. Yes. Yeah, I was um I was really excited where where we were able to move when we moved back to Pennsylvania cuz um, you know, uh, where we are is pretty much right center in the middle of the state. Right. Um, you know, and there's some of the, some of the best trout streams are around here, you know, the, the mountains aren't that far away. Um, uh, you know, there are all sorts of, you know, crazy amounts of, of public land, state forest and, uh, mm-hmm. state game lands. And, uh, there's just, there, there's a lot of opportunity to, to be outside and, and, you know, do things outside around here. So it, it's, uh. You know, it's a pretty
0: awesome place, <laughs> right? Right. No, I get it. Now, what type of game birds are you guys chasing up there?
1: Uh, as far as game, so there's the 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 game commission has a, a pheasant stalking program. Okay. Uh, so they'll they'll stalk certain game lands with pheasants, um, and then but as far as wild birds, uh, there's there's grouse population. Uh, so uh, you know we don't, I, I personally don't, uh, you know, I don't hunt them all mm-hmm. that often just cause the, the populations are so down right. right now. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take the dogs and, you know, I'll run the dogs on them, but right. I, uh, I guess that's the, the benefit of having a, a, a pointing dog that doesn't retrieve is that mm-hmm. if I don't, if I don't shoot a bird, they're not disappointed. If, right. You know, they're just on to find the next one. They don't have to worry about that. So, um, you know, I, I will, I will chase them, I guess, but I don't, I, you know, I, Try not to, just because uh, just cause the populations are what they are, and they're, they're as scarce as they are. Right, um, right. But we have some some pretty good woodcock flights that come through. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's always super exciting. They're 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 really awesome birds. I, I, I like I like going after them a lot.
0: You know, I I want to get on a woodcock, man, and we have them here. That which is crazy. I. I guess it makes sense they're migratory birds, but I've never gotten on a woodcock, man. So I guess how do they hold for the dogs? They they hold pretty well?
1: Uh they they hold fairly well. Um, it seems like uh, there's some that uh, want to be track stars.
0: And mm-hmm. They'll
1: <laughs> you know, they're they're not above running away. They they don't do it, you know, that often. They're you know, they're they're way better way better than pheasants in that right. regard. Um, you know, they will uh you know, they they won't hold forever though. I will say that they're they're really good for teaching dogs that if they um you know, if they encroach too much, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll they'll leave. They're not you know, they won't they won't hang around forever. Um but they're uh you know they they don't they don't take off running away right. like as much as some birds do. So they, you know, they're I don't know, they're just they're a lot of fun. They're they're I don't know. They're, they're really cool birds. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. All right. And now your grouse populations, because again, y'all are up up north. Is that mm-hmm. are they pretty pretty solid up there too?
1: Um, they they've been on a decline recently. Um, they're doing studies. They they believe it has to do with West Nile virus.
0: I'm and, hearing it. And, yeah.
1: And so that's that's bringing populations down. Um, you know, some of the, some of the trials that I run in that, that are on grouse, I know that, that this year we had, uh, we saw more birds than mm-hmm. what we have prior years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know as far as hunting wise, Pennsylvania, not, not last fall, but the year before, uh, was the first year they there used to be a, an after Christmas grouse season mm-hmm. and they, they did away with that entirely. Um, so they're, you know, they're, they're cutting seasons back and making them shorter, uh, just to, to, try and see if that, that helps the population out. Okay. Um, so they, they are still around. Um, they just, they can be kind of scarce. You know, okay. you can, you know, you're getting, uh, you know, in, in some places, you know, I've heard of folks running their dogs for, you know, two, three hours and having one bird that they come across. Oh,
0: wow. Okay.
1: Um. So there's, uh, it, it, you know, there, there's pockets of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've also heard of folks that have private land and they go in and they'll flush thirteen grouse out of it. You oh, know, in wow. a half an hour walk. So um, it, it seems like they they know where they're getting pressure, and if you can if you can get to them easy, uh, they they've either moved on or, or something, you know, they're they're not hanging around there. Right. Um, but they, I know they're they're doing a lot of surveys and there's a lot of a lot of research going on right now, just trying to try to figure out what's going on with the populations and how to, you know, how to, how to stop the decline and, and you know, boost them back up.
0: Right, 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 right. Well, and that's, I mean, so y'all's grouse season or y'all's grass populations is very similar to our quail uh, populations. I'm a quail man at heart. I mean, that is my game bird of choice. And you know, you talk about walking, you know, one, two maybe three hours to you know flush one bird man we spend a whole day in may flush two cubbies actually right. I, I mean not, not even may that's that's a true story so right <laughs> it's it's interesting but our biologists are are doing everything that they can and i'm, I'm excited to say that I've, I've spoke to a few of them on the phone and you know but it's about what you put into it you know the hunter's not being selfish. Um, I'm, I'm glad you said you, you got or I'm glad you said on here that you don't necessarily shoot up all the pheasants. You know, just it's not always about the kill. It's about the dog work.
1: Right. And I, I, you know, I, I'm I agree with that 100 percent. You know, I, I know, you know there's folks, they love to go out and go hunting and I, you know, and, you know, actually, you know, get birds. And I have no, you know, I have no issue with that at all. My, my personal thing is I, I love watching the dogs work, you know, watching them learn, watching that light bulb click on in their head as they figure things out. That's, um, you know, that, that's heaven for me. Is mm-hmm. just working dogs. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Well, I'm, I mean, that's, Definitely speaks volumes to you as a hunter, man. It's our responsibility to maintain that, just maintain that awareness of what our populations are. Um, so, now you mentioned that you participate in like cover dog trials and and walking shooting dog trials, right? Yes. Can you talk about some of the distinctions you know between those two and and and? you know, or similarities or anything like that in your experiences with them.
1: Right. So, yep. So all the, all the trials that I do are, are walking trials. Um, and the, the landscape of them can vary, can vary quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and it's, uh, the, the dogs really have to, they have to learn to a- adjust to the cover for what you're running in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as the, the walking trials, there's uh, the, the, Grand National Grouse Championship. Um, it it bounces between regions every year, so it's uh, you know one year it's in Pennsylvania and then it's in uh, it's in New England and then it goes to Michigan and it runs between those three. Cur- currently, it, you know, bounces between those three locations. Okay, and they are very very different to hunt. Really, or not to hunt, but different to run dogs in. Um, you know, there's. Uh, so I, I haven't had the opportunity to run a dog in new England, but from everything that I've been told is it is, it is thick as thick can get. Um, you know, you can, there, there are courses where you can, you can hear the bell, but you don't see the dog. Really? Um, you know, it's just, it, yeah, just as, as thick as it can be. Um, and then on the other side of things uh, in the, the Allegheny national forest, uh, the, the trials that run there here in Pennsylvania, um, it is, it's, wide open pole timber there's spots where you can you can watch the dogs cross in front of you and you, know, you can see three four hundred yards wow places okay. through, through these open cuts um and it's it's just it, it takes a um you know and these, these dogs you know that are running it you know they'll they'll compete in that trial every year so they have to adjust to where they are uh you know to be able to excel in that you know in that environment
0: Okay. Okay. So now how are you, I guess, getting your dog prepared on it? Can you talk some about your training or, you know, are you are partnering up with folks? How, how do you do that?
1: Um, as, as far as training, uh, I'm trying to do most of it myself b- being good friends with the Hughes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, location wise also. And so, uh, they're they're willing to help me. I, I try to run dogs with them, every, you know, every chance I get, or you know, even just watch them run dogs to try and. I'm I'm still, I'm still trying to learn as much as I can. Even you know, even when I go to a field trial, unless it's unless it's pouring down rain or you know the weather's miserable, I, I walk every brace. Yeah. Uh, just to try to, uh, you know, figure out what what folks are doing that are, that are working. You know, some of it's what find out what folks that are doing that isn't working, in some cases. Um, but just you know, trying to learn as much as possible, Um, but as as far as training my dog, uh, you know, I I basically just try to get her on as many birds as possible, Mm -hmm. Um, and then running in covers that are similar to what the field trial courses would be be like, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't, you know. I don't do any training. You're not supposed to. I guess I believe it's a, kind of a gentleman's rule that you don't train your dogs on the courses where the field trials are being run. Of course, um, kind of gives you a little bit of a competitive advantage that might be, you know, kind of unfair. Okay. Um, so if I'm if I'm familiar with, you know, what what that course looks like, I just I try to find the cover that looks, you know, similar to that or is kind of set up similar to it, whether it's you know, pockets of forest that's going through fields or, or tall switchgrass, or, um, if it's just open woods and just, you know, try to run the dog through those as much as possible. Um, and then, you know, if there's, if there's birds that can be worked on, work them on that, uh, or I'll, uh, you know, use birds also, um, Mm -hmm. either, you know, normally it's a chucker, um, but, you know, take chucker with and try to, uh, you know, if the, dog doesn't come across a bird, some of it's learning that, you know, they need to run and punch out there, even even if there are no birds there, that, you know, right. not to, you know, even if there's not a bird around every corner, you know, they still have to keep hunting and everything.
0: Yep, you know? yep,
1: yep, yep. But, you know, take birds with them, you know, having a bit of, a, a birdy area, just, uh, you know, I mean, you're on a dog long enough without any birds, it, it, it seems like they... The spark doesn't go away, but it's not quite as bright anymore. Right.
0: Right. Um, well, I mean, you, it's 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 work at the end of the day, but you, you want to give them something, you, some kind of reward, man. I mean, you know, put yourself in their shoes. If you did right. it all day, you would want to see something too.
1: <laughs> right. Right. If, if I ran fourteen miles and, and all I did is run fourteen miles to run fourteen miles, I'm. Uh, I'm not going to be too thrilled about doing that. All the right. Time. right.
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously, and these dogs are smart, man. <laughs> you know, it yes. looks don't, don't, I, I'm so glad that Ruger here is not a pointer because he is good for throwing a middle finger. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And it, it seemed, you know, I, I've seen dogs to where the longer they go without finding a bird, they just start running bigger and bigger and bigger. And they start listening less and less and less, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, they just they just start searching larger and larger, and um, you know, they can be they can be a handful at times.
0: They can, man. They can. Well, you know, in the in 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 light of us kind of, I guess, concluding the podcast and everything like that, what were some of the and, and this is what I call, a, I guess, a cubby confession, per se. But what is some of the aha moments that you might have had um, in your field trial experience?
1: So the the biggest one that I've had, and it, it actually it, it took me a while to, um, I don't want to say come to the realization, but I guess accept it and, and actually believe it, is that... Um, especially, you know, it can, it can apply to hunting also, but, uh, you know, especially in a trial is that at the end of the day, after, after you've run your dog, um, the biggest thing is, are you happy with what they did and happy with what you did?
0: Mm. Um, yep.
1: And the, the results of it, you know, if you get a ribbon, if you don't get a ribbon, you know, whatever, no, none of that really, I mean, it, it matters, but, um, all that you know, what what truly matters is just are you happy with that dog's performance? Because um, you know, even even if your dog wasn't the best dog that day, um, you know whether you know there, there's so much that goes into a trial of what the weather is, you know, what those you know, which which course you get drawn on, who your brace mate is, um, you know, there, there's so much that's that's up in the air for that. It's just did your dog perform? to you know how you would hope they perform in that in that situation mm-hmm. and if you're happy with them it, you know that that's really all that matters because it's you know at, at the end of the day it's a judged sport um mm-hmm. and you know being that it's judged every you know there's guidelines but everyone has their own their own opinions on it and, mm-hmm. you know what i like to see might be different than what someone else likes to see and so you know
0: if i'm happy with
1: what my dog did it you know that's that's
0: all that really that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Right. Right. And that's I mean even outside of the field, uh Eric, it's it even in the wild bird woods, even if you're not competing, it, I I could say the same thing. Are you happy with what you did and are you happy with what they did? I mean, that's that's crucial, seriously. Um you can get out right. there and and walk your tail off like you say 14 something miles and I like to make it a habit to, to load my dog back up on the truck and at least tell him good dog. I mean, seriously, like, look, we may not have found anything and I may have missed shots. He may have overrun scent, but did you have a good time? Jesus. <laughs> did you right, have a good time? Right. There, there's,
1: there's still the experience of it. And there's, um, I can't remember. There's a quote and I, I, don't remember the words of it exactly Mm -hmm. um it's it's at the end of the at the end of the handbook on on judging field trials that the um, amateur field trial association has out Mm -hmm. and it it says that you know winning a trial doesn't make the roses any redder or the sky any bluer you know it you know it it's about the experience and, and being out there and working with your dog being around you know people with similar interests, you know, it, it's about all that. It's, it's not, um, you know, it's not about, you know, did you hit the bird? Did, mm-hmm. you know, did your dog win? Did, you know, did you shoot a limit? You know, it, it's, I guess, you know, all, all that stuff's a part of it. Um, and you know, different things are important to different people, but it, it's really just, you know, it's all about the experience.
0: Yep. 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 And it's, it's important to remember that. And that's something that I really like to, Um, drive home in my podcast um, with with any of the listeners with any of my guests on and again that is why I'm so uh, thrilled to be sponsored by Lion Country Supply and so honored that you you know thought so highly of of the work that I do to to reach out man so Eric I I can't thank you enough (laughs) I keep saying that but (laughs) dude this is really cool seriously
1: yeah, yeah, and I, I, I really appreciate you having us on, and I, I started listening to your podcast here a, a few months ago, and it was, you know, every every drive into work and every drive home, and it, uh, you know, I, you know, the, the folks that you're having on, and, you know, everything's just, it, it's all super genuine, and not that, you know, I don't want to say that, that like, you know, other podcasts on aren't there, but, mm. um, you know, I just, you know, i, I I like I like yours
0: a lot, so. Well, thank look, man. I appreciate it so much. And you know, you anytime you come down here to Georgia, man, let me bring that pointer down here. I'll put you on some quail. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> that that
1: sounds awesome. Especially especially this time of year. I, I have no problem with
0: that. <laughs> hey, look, man. Come on down here. <laughs> well, guys, that is another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. Um, you know, Eric, if, if you have anything you want to leave with the listeners before we wrap up, let me know. Um,
1: yeah, I guess, uh, you know, as far as line country supplies, we've, uh, we got a lot of exciting things in the work for 2019 that, that we're working on right now. Um, and then, uh, you know, if, if folks haven't already, um, you know, as far as promotions go is, you know, we're, we're offering promotions all the time. If folks haven't signed up onto our, our email list on our website. We, we try really, really hard not to spam folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, if we're sending an email out, it's an announcement about, uh, you know, there's a training seminar coming up that we're, we're putting on, or there's, uh, you know, products on sale, things like that. Um, so, you know, folks haven't signed up for that. Uh, it, it's a, a great resource, it, you know, one of the main ways that we use to try and communicate with our customers and get information out there to them
0: oh cool 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 also in light of that i also found that you guys have a, a couple of videos and things like that on youtube seminars and things like that so also for the listeners check out the Lion country supply page on youtube um i did find that and i thought that was very beneficial so eric it i think it's been a pleasure man <laughs> yes oh yeah it's been great it's been a pleasure well guys Thank y'all for listening to another episode. That was Eric Munden of Lion, Lion Country Supply, uh, new sponsor of the Gun Dog Notebook podcast. I'm proud to say that we're the first that Lion Country Supply is, uh, you know, representing. So with that being said, um, Eric, hang on one second and we can close out the podcast. All right, so... That's the end of the podcast with Eric Munden. I hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, remember, check out Dakota 283 Kennels, Lion Country Supply, The Pride Dog Food. Um, check out Project Upland if you're going to be at uh, Pheasant Fest. Um, who else? If you're at Pheasant Fest, man, uh, Covey Rise if they're there, I don't know, like, I've met the folks there. They're pretty cool. But anywho, um, check out, you know, if you get a chance to go to Faison Fest, check out Anthony Farrow. He's supposed to be there. We've had him on the podcast. So, yeah, sounds like it's going to be a fun weekend out there. Next year, probably. All right. Next time I talk to y'all, I will have a little puppy English pointer for Pioneer O'Kymn. It's pretty exciting, I honestly can't say, and it's like 35, 25 minutes until my birthday, honestly, that's pretty cool, alright, I'll talk to y'all later, hope y'all enjoy the podcast.